What is good? We often categorize people or actions as either good or evil, based on a system of ethical, moral, or cultural judgments. From a spiritual standpoint, that which brings us closer to alignment with the source of creation, or closer to union, can be thought of as ultimate good. Acts that create spiritual distance, discord, or dissonance, as opposed to union with the source of creation, can be thought of as moving away from good. When done with malicious or harmful intent, these acts become conventionally evil. In other cases, they simply bring us farther away from the union we seek and weaken our connection to the source. We must ask ourselves, do our intentions, thoughts, speech, and actions bring us nearer to or farther from union? Along the spiritual spectrum, activities that seek to bring about the destruction of that which has been created to share this planet with us, as well as activities that drive inequality, selfishness, and ignorance, can largely be considered spiritually distant or moving away from an ultimate good. Here are some examples. Industrialized fishing practices that trawl the ocean unsustainably and destroy ocean habitat indiscriminately wasting trillions of tons of non-commercial marine life as bycatch, which is then released back into the ocean dead or injured, is spiritually distant from the union of all creation. Hunting for sport also demonstrates a lack of respect and empathy for all of creation. Factory farming, where some species live their entire lives in dark, confined misery, is likewise spiritually distant. Not taking into consideration the balance of nature and abusing other species, the environment, and other human beings is spiritually distant from the unity of all creation. If you stand with the voiceless and the vulnerable, those least able to protect themselves, you stand spiritually closer to the good in today's world. When we think about what defines good and evil, we must start thinking about how our own actions play out on a greater scale within the union of all things. When you think through the lens of union and act with spiritual purpose and empathy, you stand on the side of unseparation. Outward. Acts large and small, seated with the intention of union, can bring the spiritual into the physical world creating sparks of divinity in actions as commonplace as choosing to eat a plant-based meal or finding an alternative to a single-use plastic container. As we become driven by spiritual intentions, we open ourselves up to further revelations from the Source, deepening our connection to union. This gives us the strength to be the positive change-makers we aspire to be. Once we understand the intention of union, we will emanate positive change that will ignite the flame of global, systemic transformation in others. Thinking back to the pillar of leadership, we are encouraged to become examples in large and small ways, and to use the change we wish to see in ourselves as a guiding light for others. Likewise, leading from a spiritual place and being a role model will help others in our communities observe and learn. Our spiritually aligned actions will have echoes and impacts beyond our comprehension, touching people far and wide. 
The ripples of our leadership will bear the imprint of our spiritual intention of union. We return also to the pillar of culture, which recognizes the power of our different identities and expressions to enrich our lives and the lives of others, and to integrate concrete solutions into our day-to-day existence. Let us burn brightly together as we strive to reveal and understand the oneness and the spiritual purpose in all things, and make real an intention that originates in the soul, we will notice the ripple effect of our outward actions and begin to see the first light in an age of union. Spiritual Treasure There is a story of the Baal Shem Tov, a Jewish mystic who lived in the 18th century, whose legacy was democratizing the mystical knowledge of connecting to the source. In other words, he made this knowledge available to those who weren't literate, but who still craved a spiritual life. This was a time of great suffering, persecution, and poverty, when people needed hope. The Baal Shem Tov was deeply connected to nature, and the idea that music and sound could bring people to a higher spiritual plane of perspective. He became known for dancing himself into spiritual states of ecstasy around a fire in the forest. He shared a story about the relationship that human beings can have with the source of all creation. In his story, on a day of joy, a king invited anyone who wished it to be granted a special request. This included taking anything they wanted from his palace, even treasure and jewels. To each the king gave according to their wish, to some power and honor, to others riches and wealth. However, one wise person expressed a different desire. He did not ask for treasure, but rather to speak personally with the king three times a day. The king answered, You can speak to me three times a day and receive everything I possess. By doing so, the wise person chose the king himself, and with this wish received all of the king's greatness. This parable tells us that by choosing to have a relationship with the king, you will be given the blessings of the king. This is the true treasure. When you crave a connection with the spiritual, You are showered with much more than you could ever expect. Life becomes enriched with revelations. This story reflects my own experience. Whether through ritual, meditation, prayer, or infusing intention into daily actions, a connection can be established that is accessible to anyone. We can all gain so much from such a relationship. I feel it is worth finding a way to speak of it that will resonate with and be relevant to anyone. Spirituality can bring us purpose and meaning, and thus become an element of our own happiness. It is worthwhile to start looking at the world through a lens that can guide us to take the actions needed for change. The Human Promise Why should we strive to understand the origins and purpose of humanity? Are we not an evolved animal on a linear path of development? Do we not know where we are headed as a species? At this crucial moment, our very next steps will determine the fate of life on the planet. So, for us to understand our origins and embrace our promise is for us to properly balance our existence with the rest of creation and turn our intentions into reality. Modeled after the image of the Source, 
we have the unique ability to connect our spiritual growth and the purpose of the Source with our planet's future. We must understand that our creation was a unique moment in the evolution of life on Earth. We were given the unlimited potential to create something positive and special on the Earth, and thus evolve beyond our animalistic instinct for self-preservation. We were also given the ability to destroy. For this reason, it is our responsibility to understand the scope of our natural inclinations and instead synchronize our intentions with the goodness and love of creation. In the mystical narrative, humanity ate the fruit of knowledge and awakened to our nakedness, our vulnerability, but also to our potential. This was the moment of the separation of self and spirit, of body and soul, when humanity was severed from the animal world. Born into the perfection of the garden, humanity would struggle with free will and the ego of the self, expelled to rediscover our divine source and the true nature of our soul. A soul made in the imprint of the source, we have the power intelligence, and means to form the earth. But we have to overcome ourselves, our urge to gratify the self alone. Our journey to reconcile self and spirit, body and soul, is a journey marked with lessons, bloodshed, and destruction. Yet, in humanity, the Source had foreseen a companion in creation, and it revels in daughters and sons that cultivate sound and music, art and invention, design and language, dreams and function, delight and reflection. As our self-awareness seeks the spiritual, the Source awaits our revelation. Humanity is the only known species to seek answers to the unknown. We are the only known species that strives to understand the universe. Through our gift of intelligence, we have pursued knowledge, and this has imparted us great powers of creation. In this way, we are a reflection of the infinite source from which all creation flows. Though our modern desire to serve the self has brought darkness and separation, our artistry and inventiveness have also allowed us to bring our light into the world. By acting as guardians of creation, we can deliver on the human promise to bring our light into an age of union with one another, with nature, and with our source. Once understood, in our own limited capacity, the soul's connection to its source becomes the basis for our interaction with the rest of creation. As we deepen our connection and our understanding of it, we become unseparated from ourselves, from others, and from nature. Spiritual Role Models Spiritual wisdom can come from diverse sources, and from this diversity comes a richness of perspectives and understandings. The writings of indigenous leaders such as Chief Seattle and Chief Dan George have been a strong influence on my path. The unity between spirituality and nature in traditional indigenous beliefs is a great source of inspiration for how we can unseparate our relationship with the natural world through a spiritual worldview of connectedness, respect, and stewardship. Within Judaism, the Baal Shem Tov embodies both humility and brilliance, a deeply connected person with a fervor for union and the experience of the divine, ignited by a mission to share that with everyone. 
I look to the figure of David in Jewish history, a young shepherd who overcame impossible odds to become king, though not through his own desire. David's path was laid out for him by his deep relationship with his Creator. In turn, the Creator loved David's heart, that of a poet and a leader, whose strength was drawn from the source. No matter David's flaws and mistakes, he approached this relationship with joy and faith, and this deep love helped him through a life of great responsibility, victory, and struggle. David is an embodiment of the human promise. On the day the boy David faced Goliath, a giant that all the warriors of Judah feared to confront, David fought him with only what was available to a young shepherd, a slingshot and stones. In this moment, his Creator stood with him and filled him with the courage to face the impossible. We can all relate to this story. When the challenges of the world appear overwhelming, when the forces of destruction seem aligned against union, we can be David. We can face insurmountable odds with what we have been given. All is possible. When the heart is aflame and we rise to our moment of impact. Nature. Nature is our mother. It is our connection with the great unity of all living and non-living creation on this planet. Our journey into civilization has gradually removed us both from the wilderness and from our base of compassion for other forms of life. The age of union is our transition to reconnecting with nature and finding our place within it and beside it. We must assume guardianship and reconcile our separation to understand and protect our living union with every creature that shares our waters, lands, and air. In this age, nature will be our teacher, showing us the way of respect, coexistence, community, and our interconnectedness with all things. Guardians of Nature Humanity was created in a garden. This great garden, our planet Earth, uniquely rich and abundant with life, has allowed humanity to flourish. As our myriad civilizations and societies have developed, our exponential hunger for natural resources has forever altered precious lands and waters, cutting deep and permanent scars into our landscapes. Today, we tend to forget that we have built cities, suburbia, and industrial farmlands where wilderness used to thrive. And while nature is engineered to continually rebalance itself and its ecosystems, in this era, the disturbance we have caused is so great that it has become our responsibility to care for both wildlife and its habitats. On this rich, life-giving planet, we must be on the side of life and guard creation with all of our resolve. What does guardianship mean in an age of union? It means that humanity must make a fundamental shift from looking at nature as a reserve of resources at our infinite disposal to embracing our responsibility to protect nature and allow it to thrive. This shift is necessary in order to prevent our habits of consumption and pollution from making the planet irreversibly uninhabitable and losing all of the species, habitats, and life forms that contribute to the viability of our ecosystems. In this role, 
we will secure humanity's own future on this planet. But we must look inward and begin making this change now. Our current generation may not be entirely to blame for the state of the environment and humanity's contribution to species extinction, but without urgent intervention, the impacts of such damages may be irreversible. This change will come from the soul, from a spiritual place, from a place of the planet in a better state than the one we inherited. This change will come from love, for ourselves, for one another, for the future, and for the beauty and majesty of nature that enriches our world and, in its totality, reveals its divine source. Thinking like a guardian Nature has always been close to my heart. My earliest memory of discovering the majesty of the animal kingdom was a gift from my aunt and uncle, a two-volume set called Mammals by National Geographic. Learning about biodiversity around the globe and the threats human activity posed to all of these species developed in me a sense of protectiveness and empathy that only grew as I deepened my research and discovery of our natural world. Growing up in British Columbia, with its abundance of wild natural settings and wetlands, within and beside the cities of Richmond and Vancouver, helped to strengthen this connection I felt. This love of our natural heritage turned into political activism when I made the journey to the west coast of Vancouver Island at age 17 to protest the clear-cutting of old-growth forest in pristine Clayoquit Sound, a battle we won. From there, I have followed a lifelong path of personal education, driven by a growing awareness of our environmental challenges and losses of species, and have sought to translate my growing understanding and concern into greater and broader commitments to personal action. Though my activism started with the protests in Clyquit Sound, today it permeates all aspects of my life, from adopting lifestyle principles based on the zero-waste and plant-based diet movements to spreading awareness about wildlife extinction and threats to our ecosystems, producing a documentary series on lion conservation, and creating change in my own workplace. Concern for the environment has become an active part of my life because I believe that our actions, great and small, will make a positive impact on our path to union. It's easy to get discouraged. Other people seem to share the same concern. Why can't we do anything about what we are seeing happen around us? The truth is that we can. I know from my experience in business at Lightspeed and in creating social change at Never Apart that it starts with the soul. I know that when we connect to and feel empathy for our own planet and all of its creatures, we will align ourselves to come to its aid. Individuals such as Jane Goodall and Captain Paul Watson, personal heroes of mine who have worked to save species in our forests and seas, have single-handedly saved entire species from extinction. What if 8 billion people decided to take action? It starts with me. It starts with you. A few months ago, I returned to Clayoquit Sound, 25 years after the protests that shaped my youth. I returned to see intact and protected ancient ecosystems of old-growth forest, peat bog, and inlets with humpback whales feeding under the watchful gaze of bald eagles. 
The abundance of life I witnessed in a mere few hours is all the thanks humanity should need to continue our efforts toward conservation and stewardship. During that period, the Great Bear Rainforest's protection from industrial logging increased from 5 to 85% in northern British Columbia. And today, the success of that campaign is inspiring other conservation practices around the world, including in Indonesia, where deforestation due to the production of palm oil is an imminent threat to the elephant, rhino, orangutan, and tiger populations. The Great Bear Rainforest could have gone the path of industrial logging, but a citizen-led movement changed its course. The same is possible for the rainforests of Indonesia. This is proof that the actions we take today can have either a positive or a negative impact decades and centuries from now. The more we unseparate our environment from how we think and live, the more we will celebrate stories of successful and responsible conservation such as this one. We can find meaning in our daily actions and purpose in saving both our one and only planet and our sisters and brothers in the animal kingdom, who urgently need us to stand up as their protectors and guardians. When we see land as a community to which we belong, we may begin to use it with love and respect. Aldo Leopold Where we live and work, we must learn to share the landscape, be it urban or rural, with flora and fauna large and small, predators and prey. Emma Maris